0: Welcome to the Seeds Church Podcast. Be sure to follow and subscribe to us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and on our Apple and Spotify podcasts. We hope you enjoy this inspiring message from our Sunday service. There are a lot of feelings that come from this year as we come to the end of it. It really has been quite a big year. So many things have taken place, so much has been lost, so much has changed. We've had to move and, and to adapt like we've never experienced previously. We've, we, we've had to do things that we, we never thought were possible to do. So, I've got some advice for the next few days. And when, when most of us get a little bit of a breather, a little bit of a chance between now and New Year. So, here's the advice. Take the chance, take the offer to stop the clock. I encourage you to let go of some of the year that, that was, that, that probably is now coming to the fore. Let it go and, and smell the roses. Take an hour or a couple of hours, go for a walk, go to the beach, Sit in your backyard, just just be. Put your feet up for a little bit. If that doesn't work for you, find your special place and spend some time alone and just think and be. Sit and think, sit and think. Let the feelings come to you that you that you need to come and and deal with them. I, I encourage you to, to do that, my friends, because. There's, there's too much rushing and there's not enough thinking. There's not enough just letting things settle down. Cluttered lives produce robots, not mature humans. Frantic lives are not healthy. This has been a frantic year for so many of us. And, and even those of us who had had to stay home, our minds have been full of what has, what could have been, what's going to be. Always busy lives do not allow space for the Spirit of God to speak, to work in us, to make us the people we were meant to be. You know, much of our history, the generations before us have been marked with rhythms. And I've spoken about this before. When it was time to sow the harvest, to sow the the crop, they worked hard. When it was time to harvest, they worked even harder, and the days were longer. In the autumn, when the days began to draw to a close, it was time to prepare for winter. And in winter, when, when darkness took over most of the time, they rested. Like the days of the year, long and short, our forebears worked different paces, different times. And they had allowed time to rest and to sit and to think. They were not always going hard at it. They didn't just turn the lights on most of the night and keep charging through it. They had seasons and rhythms to life. And they lived in community with sharing and relating. And and we too, so here's my thing, we too must live with seasons in our lives. And we too must use it to relate and to be together with our loved ones, with, with those who we are closest to. We must learn again to be human. We must recapture what it means to be human. You know, this day and age where we live right at this very moment, there are very few times that we have... Uh, seasons that dictate how we live. Of course, of course, you know, there's Christmas and Easter and there's footy and cricket seasons like that. But, but what I mean is that we have virtually eliminated the environmental times of the year that so govern the lives of those who've gone before us. In this time of year, right now, in these precious few days between Christmas and New Year, I am suggesting that we put a marker in this season. And in doing so we reclaim some of what it is to be human. Don't let the shopping sales overtake these precious moments to regain your humanity. To overtake our brief chance to catch our breath and to slow down. So we stand at the end of one year, a spent year. And we've used it all up. It's a for good or for bad, it's, it's virtually gone and never to be repeated. 2020, apart from a few days, is to be remembered as its pages have already been written. It's another year of life that you're about to use again. And, and some, when they hear me say that, will say good riddance. But, but I want to say to you, that would be wishing your life away and showing gratitude for all that God has provided for you, even in the bad and in, even in the difficult. So we stand At the step, the front way of a new year, a brand new year, 2021 is just around the corner and we wait with excitement to see what it will bring. We have unmarked diaries, calendars that are clear, chances to be taken. It is this exact time when things are shut, when we have some space that we should take the time to to feel and to remember and to hope and to trust. That time is now today, next few days. So right now, I want to talk with you about three things, about loss, about hope, and about trust. Three words that are feelings, but more than just feelings because I want to explain them. For many of us, when we think about 2020, one of the feelings is a feeling of loss. It's certainly one of the feelings that we didn't want to face. I mean, who wants to think about all those things that have been left undone or all the missed opportunities? Who wants to think about all the issues or even the broken parts of their lives and of the year? And and loss is a good word for us to contemplate at this time of year. For all of us have had losses from this year, some more, some less. Some losses have been forced upon us. Some losses are from circumstances, losses from death, losses over opportunities, loss of relationships, lost opportunities. Even things that we've earned the right to have have been taken away from us. The privilege of time has gone to loss. And I'm sure if you had a conversation with the person next to you, you would quickly be able to name the many losses from the year that has just been. In the Old Testament, we find a strange prophet who goes by the name of Habakkuk. Habakkuk is recorded in the prophets, last part of the Old Testament. And he calls us away from our losses. And in this vein, the Habakkuk reading that I'm about to read to you, draws our attention from disasters of the year to the positives of what really counts when it's all said and done. So reading to you from the book of Habakkuk, chapter three, And two verses 17 and 18, he says this Though the fig tree does not blossom, and no fruit is on the vines, though the produce of the olive fails, and the fields yield no food, though the flock is cut off from the fold, and there is no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord, I will exult in the God of my salvation. You see, even with losses, even when things have failed, we have more than our circumstances. We have a God of salvation who is for us, for the truth remains. Even when so much is taken away from so many, we have a, re- a Saviour who rescues us, who restores us even. And while all, we all have losses and all of us have experienced loss this year, we can find their resolution in the heart of of our wonderful God. I'm not sure how you're going with where I'm leading us today. But if we believe in the God of the resurrection, if we believe in the God who crafted the stars, if we believe in the God who simply spoke and it came into being, then all our life, even our losses, is able to be sustained in His hands. I love the first chapter of 1 Timothy in the New Testament. When the Apostle Paul, who is struggling with so much, and just read the context, and you'll see all that's going on in his life, he says this in 1 Peter, sorry, 1 Timothy. Um, he says this because I know whom I believed, and I am convinced. I am convinced that he is able to guard that which I have entrusted to him until that. Day that day refers to the day of all days when it all will be brought together. Because I know who am I believed, and I am convinced that he is able to guard that which I've entrusted to him until that day. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12. If you are experiencing a loss, if you've experienced a loss in this last 12 months, then I would encourage you to write that verse down and stick it on your bathroom mirror where you clean your teeth twice a day and read it and get it into your soul. As I'm convinced that he can guard that which I've entrusted to him until the end of time. My friends, I wanna talk to you about hope. It's the second word. Loss is the first, hope is the second word. A hope that goes beyond our losses. The biblical use of the word hope is something beyond our modern understanding of it. You heard our whole Christmas series centering around the word hope. Hope is probably better translated with the understanding that it is a firm assurance regarding things that are unclear or unknown. Firm assurance regarding that which is to come. For instance, the future. When we say we have a hope in God, it is not a wishful thinking, but a secure knowledge that God is good enough to stand by his promises and that we are wise and indeed prudent to bear with them as well, to hope in them. We see Joseph hope in God through the whole of the pre and the post birth or Jesus birth narratives. Joseph, I've got to tell you, was a man of hope. He had no idea what was going on really all around him, apart from what the angel told him. But with hope, he continues on with the surety that his life is in God's hands and his future and his family's future is safe. The reading that you heard from Matthew's Gospel, which we heard today, is just another example of hope in Joseph's life. It's a great example of it. This is not a Hollywood script, but a, the gritty, real struggle of life. Jesus has been born, but Herod, of course, as you know, wasn't happy with the new king on the scene. And we have their little part in the Bible called the massacre of the innocents of the infants, which Jesus under Joseph's careful care has managed to avoid. Indeed, Joseph fled to Egypt. And after Herod's death, again, an angel tells him to move, this time back to Israel. And eventually he finds himself in Galilee. All this time operating under the basis of hope. Assured that God is moving, him around, confident in the grace of God that he and his family will be safe, that God is moving them and taking them in the best possible place and the best way. My friends, we too have to act like Joseph. In fact, he's a shining example of how we are to live in an unstable and unpredictable world, which we find ourselves in right at this very moment. We could do well to reflect on the life of Joseph after the year we've all been through, to have hope like Joseph that God is leading us and will not let us go. Do you believe it? Hope is a strong thing once we exercise it. It's a powerful thing once we use it. And once we train our body and our soul to use it, we strengthen by it and it grows Hope is one of the key values that once enacted enables a strong anchor to, to hold us to a secure fixing. Hope in God is never disappointed. Let me say that again. Hope in God is never disappointed. God always comes through for us, even when we don't understand the outcome or the path. Over and over again in the Bible, we see a hope realised. Just look through the Old Testament stories and see hope in God brought to fruition. Hope is not our wish list, nor does it, does it pander to our wants and comfort, but it's a grip on the promise that walking into the future with God is the most secure thing that we could ever do. Of course, having hope requires trust. And trust is not something that comes easy to all of us. Trust is my third word, loss, and the counter to loss is hope, and the flow-on effect from hope is trust. Trust, though, is what we need if we are to be unafraid of the future. I know for many of us, trust has been broken by lots of different things, but like hope that is... Is founded on God, trust is always realized. Again, it's not trust that that our comforts will be met or our wants pandered to, but trust that God will bring to us and guard us in the way that is best for us. Trust that God is bringing us to maturity in faith. Trust that God is indeed has our best interests at heart. Trust that we have an eternal home that is guaranteed and secured. Trust that as we walk into this new year, we go to a place where God has already gone before us. You know, our trust is in God, that God has more for us yet to grow into and develop into that our life would continue to develop meaning and purpose, that we can find our pure satisfaction and great joy in finding God's will for us and that there is purpose yet for us to fulfill in this world. If we're still breathing, God has work for us to do. We can trust in that. We can trust in Him that our future is secure and that our lives are okay in His hands. We can trust God with our life in 2021. And I say to you this morning or this moment, wherever you're listening to it, whatever time you're listening to it, that it's important we trust God with 2021. My friends, I've spoken a lot of times over this last year. So I'm cutting this short right at this moment. And I want to sum up with what I'm saying. We will all have losses in our lives and they will shape our future. And I encourage you not to let them override what you have and the benefits that we have been blessed with. We do need to have gratitude. Indeed, we can have hope and trust in God as we move forward into 2021. For in Him, we find out what we are really looking for and what we are made to do. These few days that we have are a precious gift to us for us to live without regrets and to build hope and trust. Use them wisely. Resist the impulse to fill it with noise or shopping or busyness but rather talk with your loved ones about the deeper things of life. Talk with Jesus about the things that matter to you as well. And doing both these things will not be a disappointment. There will be no loss in a relationship with Jesus. Only hope and trust. God bless you in these days ahead. Amen. Let me lead you in prayer. Thank you, Jesus, for all that you've given to us. Thank you for the year that has been. And even with all the losses, our hope still chooses to remain strong in you. Enable us to hope and trust in you for that which is to come. Give us rest at this moment. May we pause. May we stop. Hear deeper things. Hear your voice. In your name we ask. Well, thanks for listening to the Seeds Church podcast. We hope you join in with us next week. For more information, you can visit our website at seedschurch.org.